Welcome back to the Super Flexible Podcast. We are too drinkless today. Um, he's got a busy week, so the daytime was a little rough. I brought in a ringer, the one and only Super Flex dude, John <laughs> Solo, the protector Swag. of the quarterback galaxy, John Hogue himself. What is up, Swags? Yeah, what is the drink minimum today? Um, well, we're, we were at, I think we were at six last night. We did a, <laughs> that's the minimum. We, yeah. So we, we are, I don't know if that's the minimum, but maybe the maximum <laughs> floor versus ceiling. You got it. So we we're off the, the heels of yesterday. the super flexible with, uh, the feverish Fenero from rookie fever. So some good nuggets nice. in there, but, uh, man, I'm super excited to have you here. Um, yeah, man. two drink kind of gave the okay. Like I can't record on Thursday, grab a guest. And I hollered at you quick, like three out of four weeks now. Yeah. This is, this is turning into a trend. Be, this be, is turning into a streak. A very fun trend. If I do say yes. so myself, I could not agree more. So John, yeah, if man. I didn't know you, yeah. I want to I want to give the listeners like a little bit of John life, like your your dynasty <laughs> life, a little super flex, like when when you kind of started into dynasty, your super flex journey, um, the first time you hit the mic, how did you feel? Mm-hmm. I don't know, like some words of wisdom. I, I'm I'm super enjoying your solo episodes, by the way. I don't know if anybody uh, thanks, caught dude. it, but like I, I gave him the John solo, like that that's but that was for Star Wars, like you're the Han solo. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm stoked to have you here, man. Like, I, I really have enjoyed your strategy articles, the idea behind those. And um, I, I don't know, the way you're taking, I, I, I told you before we hopped on the show, and I'll be completely honest with you now, mm-hmm. I'm jealous of what you're doing. Uh, you don't have to be jealous. I, I appreciate it, dude. But I mean, we have a, a mutual admiration society here. I always... I, I, in a good I way, always, in a good way, like that jealousy, you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. I, but I mean, I, yeah, I feel the same way. I love listening to, you know, all three of your podcasts. You, you always have such a great chemistry with like, with whoever you're talking to. And it's, uh, that's people don't realize it, man, but that's hard to do. That's a hard thing to, to create and cultivate, but uh, you, you make it seamless. So, no, I appreciate that. I just like to have a good time, man. And I, I don't know, I enjoy like so many of the interactions I've been lucky to have just doing this, you know, like yeah. um, sometimes it, it's hard to find some of the positives or the profitable margin in podcasting. But I can say that like getting to talk to people like you and and, and so many other people like that is part of my profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. But you're, you're, what you're doing, like, is important as well. Like, yes, I'm enjoying it. Yes, I said I'm a little jealous of it. But, like, <laughs> the super flex strategies and, and how to get there, how to maintain that, like, why it keeps your teams viable longer in super flex. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, I mean, like I mentioned, I'm going to throw a couple ringers at you. I'm going to give you a couple teams that are completely screwed. <laughs> and and they did exactly the opposite of what you wanted to. Maybe they've been orphans that are taken over. Like for whatever reason, these teams are going to be teams that need to be built, like back up. Like they're screwed at quarterback. 
Um, I nice. already sent you one of the pictures. You'll see. I mean, they don't have a starting quarterback on that roster. Yeah. Um, but crazy. I mean, before that, like all, all the other stuff, like, so when did you start Dynasty? Oh, I th- I think, you know, <laughs> our mutual friend Dynasty Outhouse talks about this all the time. Um, Odell Beckham Jr.'s rookie year created a lot of Dynasty players mm. when he kind of came out of nowhere and ended up being just, you know, I mean, the best wide receiver in 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 the world um, as a rookie made that ridiculous catch against the Cowboys and and. Um, you know, that they still show the highlights of and He was just, he was just amazing. And so many of us were just like, I want him on my roster at all times yeah. forever. <laughs> yep. And, and, and it really, I mean, that whole rookie class, it wasn't just Beckham, but you know, there was also, uh, Mike Evans and, you know, in the following year, kind of Todd Gurley did the same thing. So, um, yeah, that that's uh, that's when I got started, and I think it was at least subconsciously it was for all the same reasons that everybody else kind of did right around that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think a lot of the people that were always kind of like looking through articles and festering over like what they were going to do next year, it just became this thing. And after you'd make so many moves, like you're restarting every year, but you could have this dynasty that yeah. was yours to build forever and all that work you get to keep for better yeah. or for worse. Right. And again, yeah. today we're going to talk about some of the worse. <laughs> yeah. Was your yeah. first dynasty a super flex league or no, it was one QB. Yeah, I, I don't remember if I had even heard of super flex yet at that point, maybe a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was all one QB back then. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and which, you know, that's, that's, I think that's part of it too. Part of what got me into, to dynasty and then into Superflex, um, just kind of the evolution, but I'm definitely one of those people that when I feel, but you know, when I find something that, you know, that I'm passionate about, um, that's, that's, you know, fun for me or, or whatever, it doesn't even have to be fun necessarily just mm-hmm. competitive, um, and to a point where I want to win at it, I just become so obsessive, Yeah, you know, and I think about it so much all the time. And my problem with redraft was, you know, it, it you, you, you can't, <laughs> you, it doesn't allow for you to think about it all year. And I wanted to, I really wanted to think about, you know, how to, how to win my fantasy league. And I wanted to be thinking about it year round. Yeah. And I wanted to be talking about it year round. And so I got into Dynasty and that certainly helped, but there's still not enough strategy in one QB for me. It's like there's running backs and we know that those guys last, you know, just a few years. So it's not, you know, there's not a ton of strategy there. It's just, you know, get them while they're still good and not too old. One QB, and then nobody the, even cares about quarterback longevity or anything. They yeah. just need to find a couple to go with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, kind of same with tight end and wide receiver. There's, I don't know, there's a little bit of nuance there, but you just, you want young elite guys, you know. <laughs> it was, again, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. That's what you want. You wanted Mike Evans. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, there's, there still just wasn't enough meat on the bone for me. I was like, I, I want to come up with, 
you know, new ways to think about this, new ways to to uh, approach this. And I want to be able to think about it non freaking stop all year <laughs> yeah, and find new advantages and find new ways to do this, find new ways to put this puzzle together. And it just doesn't exist in one QB. Yeah. It's just way too straightforward. And quarterback, like you've been talking about a lot um, in on your podcasts and obviously like with Superflex, but is, but taking advantage of that quarterback market. Yeah. And, and that's something you can definitely do and build a good team around in Superflex. Like, and I like that you, you mentioned the evolution like of your journey. Cause I think mm-hmm. even if you're, if you're, even if you're podcasting just like this, I think the, like there's some people that don't like Superflex leagues or they don't want to, yeah at a tight end premium or maybe they don't want to try a league with two tight ends. Um, I'm going somewhere with this, <laughs> but you, you get to this point where like every step of your way in your evolution process, like this learning journey that we're on, you get a little bit better at it. Like now you're not only able to like help people in Superflex, but quarterbacks are in your brain like they don't have to be for one quarterback so even in if you're in a one quarterback league or something like that you or trying to help people in a league like that you're still your brain is more into quarterbacks than it would have been with just staying in that and you can help them find sleepers more like it helps and it it even helps you more if you're in those leagues and then you take it to the next step like maybe you join a Debbie league and now you're, and man, like I am no like Katie Flower or Ray JQ or anybody like that. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to be, but so but you hop into a couple Debbie leagues and now you're starting to look at some of those college players a little bit differently and it helps you stay ahead of the curve even for your leagues that you're not scouting college players or you don't need to be because you are in these other Debbie leagues and it gets you that step ahead to be able to talk about the rookies coming into the 2021 class and then same with like any little differences you add to a league whether it's depth a six-team team like it helps you get to know players that you wouldn't have had to get to know for those other leagues and it helps you stay a little bit ahead and it helps you to help people try to stay ahead i mean and we're all right and wrong and i don't know if anything i just said made sense i don't even remember where we're be we began but (laughs) but just that that evolution cycle of the leagues that we get into like you mentioned outhouse and the way John Bosch might build a league or some of those different leagues. It just always makes you have to look at something differently and it it continues to build you in this community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and there are so many variations of fantasy football and of dynasty football. And, you know, you, you need somebody to really just kind of like, I, I view it as, as like the Oregon trail, you know, where, just regular one quarterback redraft standard scoring, you know, maybe even, um, you know, back in the day when they were, uh, they were still getting the, the stats out of the newspaper and stuff. I, I haven't been playing fantasy football that long. So I don't have one of those stories about how I had to, you know, uh, look up the look at the newspaper and oh, right. compile all the stats that I, I never did that. So, um, and you know kudos to those who have been playing that long but um 
you know, to me, they kind of started off on the East Coast and, and started to head west. And, you know, some stopped and settled in, in you know, PPR land and just kind of lived there. And then some of them kept going and they got to Dynasty and they stopped and settled there. And then the rest of them kept going and, you know, some of us got to Superflex and, and you need somebody to live there. You need somebody to actually stop and think about each of these formats. So we need those guys who talk about Debbie because right. not all of us live there, yeah. you know, um, for, for a lot of us, it's kind of a stop along the way. And we've, we have those leagues, but we don't want to have to think all that much about it. And the problem with Superflex is, you know, way too many people think that it, it there's a, a direct exchange rate from one QB to Superflex. Like you can, you can, you don't have to stop in Superflex City, USA. You don't have to live there to in order to play Superflex, and you don't even have to, you know, you don't even have to really visit there. You just pass through real quick, use the bathroom, and <laughs> don't even wash your hands when you leave, assholes. But like, like they don't even, you know, they they think that Superflex is just kind of a a you know a small gimmick of a, a dynasty football league and it's like the truth is there's a lot there that <clears throat> you know that people need to stop and think about and actually kind of um you know a actually put some thought into actually put some work into y and you don't have to do it you can let me do it but acknowledge that <laughs> that there's something there for for me to do to help you out you know yeah <laughs> that, and and you know for for you and i to to do and and to think about and discuss there's actual strategy there just like there is in a devi league just like there is in an idp league you know just like there was going from redraft to dynasty there's just as much nuance in you know the transition from one quarterback to superflex yeah i feel you like know, and this is maybe not fair to say but i feel like some people join a superflex league just to kind of try to be cute and prove that you don't have to take that heavy quarterback approach or, or even a modest quarterback approach. And those are kind of the people that, like you said, they're going to the bathroom, not washing their hands and <laughs> they just kind of leave and mess everything up. And yeah. And, and that's where it kind of gets, it's just kind of like, what, what are you doing? You know, like, yeah. Um, and that's a lot of the the analysis too. Like for me, the 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 whole analogy is just that you know they don't want to think about it. They don't want to be in Superflex City. They just want mm -hmm. to use the bathroom and get out as fast as they can, you know, without actually putting some thought into it. And and a lot of times, uh, you know, you. <laughs> I'm going to end up sounding like such an asshole here, but like, I mean, it's got to be said, man, like, because there are a lot of analysts out there who try to, you know, write an article or, or do a, you know, one-off podcast on Superflex. They're generally talking about one QB, whether it's redraft or dynasty, but they're just like, all right, well, let's, you know, this week, let's just throw in a, an episode about Superflex, how to, how to do a Superflex draft. And it's like, you're not going to capture all of the nuance in one episode. Yeah. And especially when you haven't even really thought about this. 
And I know that you haven't thought about this because you're trying to do it in one episode. <laughs> like, there are sites with people doing Superflex rankings who have just joined Superflex for the first time and maybe never played a season of it before. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've yeah, you've got to be actually playing at least. But I mean, that's really like, happening, you know. So yeah, I mean, if you want to like think about some tainted Superflex ranks because of those kind of situations. Now, I'm not saying that these people will never be reliable rankers. I'm not saying that they are going to get it wrong, but I'm saying I I cannot advise somebody to go to you for your rankings if you've never played a full season in this format before. If this was your first startup draft ever or your first mock in this ever, like, kudos for you for jumping in heads first. Like, but... But that's really what's happening, you know. So kind of like you said with some of the analysts that are trying to jump in and just do that one super flex show, it it doesn't touch on like everything you really need to be able to help people build a good, strong, successful super flex dynasty team. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, and so many of these, like I said, like someone, some people just kind of get a wild hair. And decide that they want to write a super flex article, you know, without really putting any any thought or planning into it with, you know, without the experience, like you said. And um, what the and, you know, or, or even if it is just rankings, regardless, like the, they just kind of talk about quarterbacks as if that's what super flex is. It's just a, it's uh, it's just like now quarterbacks matter all of a sudden. And yeah. so let's just talk about which quarterbacks are going to be good in Superflex. And it's like, that's that's not the point at all. Top five that article is baby. not worth. That was a it was a waste of time for you to write that article. Don't tell <laughs> me that Matthew Stafford is a Superflex, a, a sleeper in Superflex. That's nothing, <laughs> right? Because the the what Superflex actually does, yes, it does make quarterbacks valuable. But it doesn't change one quarterback versus another. It does. It doesn't like that. Doesn't make Matthew Stafford any more or less important than right. he, than he was in a one quarterback league. What it does is it, it actually people need to talk more about the running backs and the wide receivers in Superflex because they're the ones who are actually affected by a quarterback who now has you know a substantial amount of value. Yeah. And, People don't think about that. They still they just talk strictly about quarterbacks when they start talking about superflex. And it, like I said, like that's where it's so important to actually stop in superflex city and live in it. And if you're not going to do it, if you do just want to just jump out and piss in the ditch and then take <laughs> off again, you can, that's fine. But like you know, <sighs> still still maybe check in on a, a podcast from those of us who are living here. So is it better to piss in a ditch and take off or <laughs> use the bathroom and not wash your hands and bounce? Uh I mean as a <laughs> as as a resident of Superflex City, I would much prefer it if people would stop peeing in the ditch <laughs> and like actually come on in. Like we're we're still people, <laughs> you know, we're still human beings and with with some pride and some dignity so yeah don't just don't just urinate all over our city at least find a toilet and that's another interesting thing too is in like if most of the people we know if you ask me to join a league i know it's super flex i'm not even going to ask you 
but still yeah. in the majority is still like that 10 to 12 team, one quarterback format redraft. Um, but for you and me, like we just assume the standard is moved to super flex when it, in reality, it really hasn't. So then you do end up having people trying to jump in and, and kind of like you said, sort of pissing on the idea of what we're trying to do. And then they just kind of keep moving on and they leave. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't think, like you said, like you hop in these shows and like the common goals and like, I mean, shit, dude, I mean, food for thought, even from you to me today. And like, maybe sometimes focusing on quarterbacks too much because I think we, we get labeled like that in the super flex world is like, it's kind of like a quarterback show. Yeah. And then you kind of feel the need to bring them up a lot or every trade you talk about, have a, a quarterback in the trade. And um, I, I know we focus on a lot, like how much it changes pick values, rookie rankings, things mm-hmm. like that. But um, yeah, yeah, I think that that's great advice Steve and me to kind of, I don't know, and I think we kind of do, but yeah, definitely. Like, I think that I can focus on quarterbacks a lot. Yeah. But I like them too. Like, I like the idea of like going in and just being like quarterback all day. Like, <laughs> I, I can't yeah. lose that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that it's still useful analysis to, you know, I think it's still useful to talk about quarterbacks. And for one thing, you know, it really kind of plants a seed for people that this is important now. In one quarterback, you didn't have to care about your about the quarterbacks at all. You know, you you didn't really even have to draft one a lot of times. Yeah, you just wait it, all like, day. Yeah. You you even in a dynasty league, you can really kind of stream quarterback uh you know, in a one QB league. So yep. you know, it, you you didn't have to care about it. Now you do. Now you have to actually you know, put some thought into what you're doing at quarterback and super flex. So you know, talking about them, I think, is still useful. Um, it's just it, like those articles that act like all Superflex is is the quarterbacks. That's that's where it starts to drive me a little bit nuts because it's like, uh, you know, again, Matthew Stafford is the exact same guy regardless of the format. Yeah. You know, we we project him for the same thing either way. So, you know, don't tell me that he's a Superflex sleeper. Because, uh, you know, I, I already knew that from my time playing one QB. <laughs> He's a one QB sleeper as well. Yeah. You know, but, you know, the, the quarterbacks that we need to talk about the most are the guys who, you know, all of a sudden, like more the context that we need to talk about quarterbacks in is is more, you know, the difference between, you know, uh, Pat Mahomes value in a, a one QB league, which is, I don't know, like a third or fourth round pick maybe um, in a startup versus Pat Mahomes value in a super flex, which is 1.01. Yeah. And you know, the fact that all of a sudden, like, here's what you need to For know 15 about 15 to 20 about, years. Yeah. If you didn't <laughs> listen to John solo. That's right. <laughs> John solo. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are yeah. awesome shows though. Yeah, oh, those are so fun to do. Um, every now and then, I I, I kind of need I need a little bit of that. I need to be able to just I, I don't know. I have I have a little bit too much ego. I think I need to be able to just kind of talk sometimes without without having Stompy yelling at me about. Yeah, it. <laughs> I mean, and and you're you're gonna miss some stuff when you're sharing the mic, like some things you want to say or directions you want to go to when you're 
you're sharing yeah. the mic with somebody and everybody's getting the chance to talk. Yeah. So I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, so, that, yeah, this latest one was about the quarterback extreme strategy. And uh, the, it, it's not really open for discussion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to agree with QBX, um, but, you know, there there isn't really room to modify it. You either do it or you don't, you know? Yeah. And And you should do it. <laughs> yeah. And then if you don't do it, I mean, man... I don't know. I've taken over a couple of orphan teams. Like I've never built them, but they were kind of quarterback screwed. And I'm even looking at it just like, man, how do I get out of this? Like, what do I do? Like, why did yeah. I take this team? Like, I hate everything about this, but even that, <laughs> like we were saying about like growing your, brought in your horizon at the beginning and like the evolution of your leagues and whatnot, like take over a couple orphan teams, like blow them up, like, give yourself a little bit of a longer window than you would on a team that you built from scratch. And, um, I don't know, man, I, I, I really enjoy taking over an orphan more than I do a dispersal draft. Yeah. Um, for those reasons that uh, alone, just kind of like blowing it up. Like I'll trade every damn player on the team, even if they're my favorite player, just until I feel like I built the team. Yeah, definitely. That's how it's supposed to be, you know? Yeah. And, and they're, there's a little less challenge to doing a startup and just, you know, having it go exactly how you wanted it to. Yep. There's, there's a lot more challenge. It, it's kind of why it, it's like, you know, how people buy like old beat up cars and restore them rather than just going and buying like the already cleaned up version of the same car, you know? Yeah. So John was Superflex super show like what used to be this show here super flexible was that your first mm -hmm. podcast was that your mm -hmm. first time hitting the mic no um it was it was the first time for me in the fantasy football community but uh part of the reason that i was that i was granted the opportunity to do that one was that i came to uh to dff with um a, a actually a fairly significant amount of experience with podcasting i had done uh, three other podcasts, one on uh, uh, DFS back when I still played DFS, um, which I don't anymore. I I feel like it's so freaking rigged and such a waste of time and money. Um, and uh, I had one on mixed martial arts. I'm a huge MMA fan, and uh, there just aren't very many podcasts. Some hidden out there. gems. Like, what's what yeah. are the titles to these? <laughs> Uh, so they're, I, I think they're all long gone, but, um, you'd be surprised what you can find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, let's see. MMA fight focus. That was the, the mixed martial arts one. Uh, I want to say fantasy football Academy maybe for, for DFS. And it, I mean, it, that one started off as just kind of a catch all fantasy football like redraft type of podcast, but um, kind of found that, you know, what was really missing was anything about DFS at the time. And, um, but I mean, it was, it was like, I was off on my own. I had, you know, no, no Twitter visibility, no marketing behind any of this. So, yeah, I mean, it was really just for fun. Probably had something like 20 listeners per episode or something like that. But, um, but I mean, kind of like you said, helped start, the experience and yeah getting exactly. comfortable yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And it, it really helped me more than anything with kind of the, the post-production stuff. Um, I also did a, uh, a, just kind of a, I don't even know what to call it. Comedy, I guess, kind of just a real life type podcast with my, my brother and sister who were the, the funniest people on earth to me. And, uh, had a lot of fun with that one too. And that, that one I kind of took away, you know, not just the post-production stuff, but also like, you know, how to, how to have fun and be entertaining rather than just kind of like a lot of people. Informational. Yeah. Yeah. And people get really rigid when they get on a podcast and they, you know, they start doing their radio voice and they just, you know, it just sounds like a, um, uh, you know, like a like a car commercial. I, I always <laughs> secretly really wanted a a better radio voice, though. I think you've got a great one, I, and uh, one of the one of the best laughs on, like you and and Michael Sipes just have like the most infectious yeah. laugh. But uh, yeah, I I I don't know. I <laughs> I like your radio voice. It's like very laid back, and uh, you know, it's I I, I think it works. To me, it's way better uh, than. I appreciate you. Yeah. No, nah, to me, it's way better than like, uh, I don't know. I like Matt Kelly a lot for as an analyst, but listening to him sometimes it's like, man, this feels really <laughs> rehearsed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then, so on top of all that, I also, uh, wait, I talk- wait, wait, what was the name of the comedy show? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh carry on yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so on top of those i also uh uh i was working i was doing i was a contributor for a, a local radio show here in denver on uh the i mean it's it's the it, at the time was the biggest and it might still be uh the biggest station in denver um with the most the most power behind it um and it carried the broncos games and stuff and, and you know one of my absolute best friends in the world who I, so i'm i'm a lead singer in a a local pop punk band and i ended up with a couple of radio personalities in my in my band and one of them um became you know just just one of my best friends and uh had a drive time or n- not drive time he had a late night uh sports talk show and brought me on as a contributor, mostly talked about mixed martial arts. Um, although I did talk about some fantasy football here and there and really just kind of learn the ropes, learn the industry, uh, and, and getting to watch him, you know, I, like I, I, I got to learn things, everything from like writing an ad read to, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, like, like radio speak, uh, you know, I, and I and I still say um, and you know a lot. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I say um and like, um and like. Yeah, those are my uh, safe I, words. I, I, they oh, other people don't notice them as much as you, but when you're listening, you notice that shit, and you're just like, wow, like that was another life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And like it, uh, great. Now we're both, uh, we both just, it gets contagious. Now people we are both... counting the rest of the show. Yeah. And it's going to sound like it's actually kind of propelling our speech a little bit. You know, it becomes kind of it becomes a little bit rhythmic. <laughs> yeah. The the ums and the likes and the you knows. Uh, yeah. But he uh, 
he did uh, i i did pick up a lot from him on you know how to how to work that stuff out um how to think faster think on your feet and speak as fast as you think and you know that really kind of cuts down on some of that you know some of those extra words that we yeah. that we use as kind of fillers kind of spacers be be so, confident in yourself and stand by your opinion and then you, i don't know you just get more and more comfortable yeah yeah just say it and and you know and you also i i, I think a, a big part of what i saw from him is just kind of don't say um don't say um. <laughs> I, I know it's <laughs> it's so hard not to do it especially when i'm like i am kind of struggling they're a listening for it right here <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> you gotta get five ten minutes away from here before you can say it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i got i have to go as long as i possibly can <laughs> that might actually be a, a useful strategy for it but he he would he would get really passionate about what he was talking about really get into it and once you start doing that once you get just really energized about what you're talking about i'm doing it right now actually you get really energized about what you're talking about and it just kind of flows freely and you don't need those spacers so i don't know i, I this is probably all really boring for your listeners but oh, for, uh, uh, yeah I, I hope not i'm not bored are, are you guys bored like we're good right <laughs> <laughs> they're still just waiting for me to say um so there <laughs> got it out of the way <laughs> there's legit people waiting <laughs> they can't focus on anything else until you say um a couple times yeah <laughs> I-, I can like move it on <laughs> <laughs> throw on a few likes for you yeah <laughs> yeah right now it's like holding in a sneeze yeah. it's like oh my god the pressure i have i have got to say you know <laughs> so like um i <laughs> you know. i threw a i threw a team in your dm there that has done everything that you would call ill-advised oh, to it. that super flex team <laughs> i'll have you know this is a 2020 startup going on now we are late in the 24th round the last quarterback taken was pj walker at 2309 that is how deep we are with quarterbacks at this point. Um, this team does still have all of their 2021 picks. Um, that helps. Yep, yep. That does help a little bit. Um, but for our listeners, yeah, this team's quarterbacks are Jordan Love, Alex <laughs> Smith, and Jarrett Stidham. Again, this is a 2021 startup draft. Like this just yeah. happened. Um, running backs, Nick Chubbs, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Anthony McFarlane, Raheem Mostert, uh, some depth yeah. at wide receivers. I, I like Justin Jefferson. I, I mean, yeah, good young wide receivers, but so this is, this is one thing that I kind of don't talk an, uh, about enough is, I mean, I do, I have said it. I just don't hammer it nearly as much as quarterback extreme, but I hate wide receiver depth, man. Like so many of those guys are never going to make it into your lineup. Yeah. Even yeah. during bye weeks, even with injuries, some of these guys are never going to get into your line. If Paris Campbell breaks out to the extent that we think he's still not going to make it into this lineup. Right. With all the other players he has in front of him. Yeah. 
You got Galladay, you got Sutton, you got Robert Woods. That's all you need. Go ahead and grab Jefferson and see what happens. Grab Isabella, see what happens. You know, maybe Paris Campbell. Um, you know, one or two of those guys to see kind of what happens. And then, you know, maybe I, I, I think Alan Lazard was a good value as kind of a, you know, a bi-week fill-in, kind of a speculative thing. The rest of this, though, is just wasted space. Yeah. I mean, even how do you feel about James Conner? Um, I think he's a little undervalued. Uh, I, I, you know, at least for this year. But, yeah, I mean, just just with the wide receivers, like that could, that depth should be cut in half. But then, yeah, you get to the running backs and sell them all. There's There's no reason to have any of those guys. So quarterbacks taking kind of close to James Con- after James Conner, um, yeah. Gardner Minshew and Gardner Minshew, Teddy Bridgewater, Dwayne Haskins, Drew Brees, uh, Roethlisberger. Not a huge fan of that move to be honest with you. Derek Carr. These are all the guys taking after Gardner there. Yeah. I feel like I missed one, and and those are just really close. I just feel like that there there's so many opportunities for this team like within the draft or there were. But I feel like that was a huge one right there with how well he would have already been sitting at running back alone. And I like my running backs a lot more than you, John, a lot more than two drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, I, I can't quite get on board with that there. Like, I would I would love this group if the rest of the roster made sense with it, you know. Yeah. I, I, I do love having running back depth. And, you know, if you can get it to this point where you've got – not only depth, but like depth with starting running backs, like workhorse quality, even some bell cows in there. You know, I I, I love that. I just and, don't quite even see what the the hope is here. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Jordan Love, maybe you maybe you can bank on him a little bit at some point. Yeah, and you, this team didn't acquire any extra firsts in the draft, so. Right. To have Ooh. a player like James Conner and to not even have a quarterback to compete with, you know, even Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Mostert, yeah. like. Yeah. And so real quick, like, you know, my so my pin tweet is still it's a super flex theorem, which says that if a quarterback has is has an ADP or, or, you know, a draft position within two rounds of a non quarterback during the draft and after the draft, uh, they're going to have equal value. Equal, the quarterback will have equal or greater value. So, and this is why it works. Like people feel like that's just kind of anecdotal. Like, you know, I just kind of threw that out there and, and just made it happen or whatever. But I mean, James Connor went, you know, ahead of Gardner Minshew now. So let's say that the team who has Gardner Minshew only has two quarterbacks. Gardner Minshew is is one of the two. Do you think you're going to get Gardner Minshew straight up for James Conner? Oh uh, no, probably not. Not a, not a chance. Like, how much do you have to add to James Conner to pry Gardner Minshew away at this point? Yeah, and, and that's just it, though. Like with going the quarterback approach, like, and I've said this a lot, like, and trying to explain this to people on Twitter, where. You, you just don't quite get, like, a lot of times I can get somebody drafted a round or two before I drafted said quarterback. Like, and that's even if you're just going to make some moves like that and have roster construction flexibility because you have so much quarterback depth, usually the quarterback you're trading away, somebody paid more 
for a player in the startup because of how they drafted and because of how they neglected the position that now they're in a position where they not only need that quarterback, but they're, they're willing to give up this player because now they kind of start to get it like, oh yeah, like Connor's not worth much at all in a trade talk unless you're going to a strong contender. So if you're building a team that can't contend, there's no reason to have players like that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the problem, yeah, they're going to lose those running backs are going to lose their value before Jordan Love even becomes a starter, much yeah, less. Yeah. You know, much less and then how long is it going to take to to get a second starter to fill Superflex with a quarterback? I mean, you know, right at the moment kind of what you're hoping for, I think, without you you could trade. You could trade for quarterbacks but you have to pay way more. Like, like we, like I just said, you know, James Connor is not going to get you the quarterbacks who went immediately after him. You're, you're forcing yourself to (laughs) have to draft a quarterback in your rookie draft. You have no flexibility there. I'm not saying it's a bad idea to get a quarterback in your rookie draft, but you're, you have no flexibility there. You're totally forcing yourself to have to take best available quarterback with your pick. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what that's your best course of action at the moment is to, you know, to try and guide this team. And part of the problem is they're it's going to be a decent team because the running backs are so good and it's going to keep you away from the top pick, which, you know, it's probably going to keep you it's for sure going to keep you away from Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to yeah. be bad to get Trevor Lawrence. Probably not going to be bad enough to get Justin Fields. Like so, you know, you're you're kind of aiming for Trey Lance is kind of the best case scenario, and then even if you get him and he lands in a good situation where he's going to start from day one, you still have to wait for him to catch up to the rest of this roster. And by then, you know, now we have to wait for Jordan Love and Trey Lance to become you know regular viable fantasy starters, and then. You know, by the time all of that happens, by the time everything comes together at quarterback, all of these running backs are, if they're even still in the league, they're stuck in running back by committees and they're not viable starters anymore. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, what do you want to do here? I mean, I'd trade the, I'd trade every last one of those running backs. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily. Fournette and Dalvin or some, some of the older guys or. Cook, Chubb, I would start with those. Uh, yeah, Fournette. Well, I thought you said Chubb um, was better than Barkley. <laughs> that, that wasn't me. That was the other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's been on this kick for a while, actually, about Nick Chubb is the best runner in the league. He's better than Saquon. Okay, man. <laughs> Nick Chubb is a damn good runner, but, yeah, there's he's a reason good. he's not in that top four talk. Yeah, yeah, he's he's not Saquon. And today it was he's a stronger running back. He's a stronger runner than Derrick Henry. Oh my God, what? <laughs> so I mean, but, even like Fournette, like what what quarterback can we go get for Leonard Fournette? So I mean, I think that you do have to apply the superflex theorem and and you know go back to look at the draft and find the guys who went you know within a uh, like a round or two later than Fournette. So uh, you know you're probably looking at baker mayfield um joe burrow maybe Mm -hmm. you know i I, off the top of my head i'm guessing those are 
probably the guys in the range that you're that you'd be trying to get. And, and on this particular team here, given the situation, is this? Do you want to go after like the younger guys, or do you want to try to attach Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, or you think this team is so screwed that you kind of just make sure you stay pretty damn young? Um. Yeah, I think you want to stay young because I think you're going to have to give up all of these running backs in order to to bring in some quarterbacks. And then, you know, so now you're you fixed quarterback, but now you have nothing at running back. So you're still not going to contend this year. You're kind of going productive struggle for the year while you wait for the, um, it, it, you know, while you wait for a path to to bring in some viable running backs. You know, you grab some sleepers, um, you know, maybe even trade draft, trade away draft picks for some RB depth and hope that you end up with, you know, last year's Raheem Mostert, you know, get some of those guys who have a chance to kind of come out of nowhere. To mm-hmm. me, Matt Breda, Matt Breda is a very good target, I think. Yeah, I know you like some Breda. I'm the Jordan yeah. Howard guy. Yeah, most people are. <laughs> and that's okay. But, you know, guys like that. Um, can you trade Cortland Sutton? Can you, John? I'm asking you specifically. Can you trade yeah. Cortland Sutton away on this team for Justin Herbert? Um, the Denver love and everything. A, is that a, a two-round difference or one round? Um, let me look. They must be. They're, I'm guessing they're probably within a couple rounds of each other for their where they were drafted. But... Um, I think I could Sun do was it. Drafted four oh three, and Herbert, I mean, fell to uh, seven oh one. Not too, not super far. Four oh three versus seven oh one. Yeah, so three rounds. I, I, yeah, and that feels a little strong. I don't. I think that I would. I'd probably hold Sutton at that point. It's not because he's anything special. Just he, he. He does make sense for for what you're trying to do in rebuilding this. It's your league. fault you didn't draft a quarterback, John. This is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'm willing to pay, but yeah, I'm starting with the running backs. Those are the guys I get rid of first. Yeah, I, I um, even agree. Robert Woods. The other thing I would do, you know, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. What I would actually do is go to the the Aaron Rodgers owner. Um, See if they want and, Jordan Love. Yeah, Dangle Jordan Love. And you can even go, you know, you could do something like uh, without, you know, obviously without seeing their roster, I'm just going to do it hypothetically. But Jordan Love and Dalvin Cook, and you get back their second quarterback. Uh, let's say, uh, let's say it's, you know, Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. maybe, um, and a downgrade at running back. And, uh, uh, and I'm trying to think of some some names that would make sense in that range. Maybe like I wonder if maybe Chris Carson. I wonder you might be able to get something like Kirk Cousins and Chris Carson in return for uh, Jordan Love and Dalvin Cook. Okay, yeah, I don't mind that. And now all of a sudden, you at least have a starting quarterback. Dalvin they Cook's get, that player you love when he's healthy, but man, I have yeah. some concerns. Like, yeah, that feels like. He he might not be long for this league at this point, you know, between injuries and the fact that he's trying to get a pretty big contract that there's no reason to give to a running back. Well, especially that has been as injured as him, like it or not, you know. Yeah. I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, he's he he's got the injury or almost worse injury history than somebody like Fournette, who's also on this team, but he just outplays him by a little bit when healthy. But you don't talk about some of those concerns with Cook for some reason, as we do Fournette. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so I mean, this team's kind of screwed right off the gate. <laughs> yeah, like, a little bit. And man, I don't know. I'm in this league. If you didn't catch on, I'm a huge Justin Jefferson guy. Like I'm sitting very decently at quarterback. I'm I'm almost like thinking about approaching him and seeing how much he wants to fix this problem just for fun. Um, mm-hmm. I've kind of told myself though, and I don't know how you feel about this, but if there's ever been a year where I didn't want to make those kind of moves, it's this year. And I feel decent enough at wide receiver to where I kind of just want to sit on my quarterbacks. I don't want to go out of my way to approach the teams that I feel like need a quarterback. If they approach me, maybe that's a different conversation, you know, but I feel like I just kind of want to sit there and see how the season goes and keep my quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. And, and I'm talking like I probably have five starters and then I started to get guys like Marcus Mariota. Um, we've talked about before, like Nick Mullins, some of those guys, you know, obviously dirt cheap compared to starters but that's kind of how my team's built right now i have very yeah uh, very very quarterback heavy it's kind of my covid approach like i drafted a lot different than i normally do um even in superflex and you know i love my quarterbacks uh early and often but this team like I, i drafted a little bit more wide receiver friendly like not the kind of depth like this team has but I did get quarterbacks a little bit earlier than I would have instead of running backs and kind of just built it with like, what if this season does go away? Like heaven forbid, that's obviously not what I want to happen, but it's in the back of everybody's head. I, it was definitely in the back of mine when I was drafting this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, yeah. this team, it's tough too. I do think you're right though. I think you need to start with those running backs and you need to go to teams like mine, even if I won't deal a deal with you. And you need to try to take advantage of the quarterback depth that a couple teams have and try to do something. I just don't understand the concept here. I apologize. <laughs> um, and, and I don't know like this person well. So to be fair, like I don't know if they they thought they kept thinking they would be able to get a quarterback when they fell and they kept slipping and they kept missing their guy. Um, or if they, they kind of want to throw the season and go for picks. I have no idea what's going on here. Um, nonetheless, like that's kind of what you're talking about and advocating is get your quarterbacks. Like don't try to be cute and think that you can wait because if we're taking said quarterback in round three earlier than you think, we're going to be taking said quarterback in round seven, eight, and nine earlier than you think they should go as well. So there's no time like now to draft a quarterback. Yeah. And the other thing about this is, you know, here we are saying like, go to the Aaron Rodgers owner. The problem is, you know, what if the Aaron Rodgers owner only has two quarterbacks? Yeah. You know, they can't afford to give up. You know, I said Kirk Cousins. They can't afford to give up Kirk Cousins and take on Jordan Love because they need Kirk Cousins to, you know, right. just to make sure that they can fill out a valid lineup all yeah. season. by weeks, and injuries. Yeah, if anyone gets hurt, they're screwed too. In most of the leagues, most Superflex leagues is it, it, everybody's living in a house of cards with two or three quarterbacks, mm-hmm. you know? So there's an opportunity for whoever goes quarterback extreme. I'm that asshole. To, you're the only one in a position to, to trade away a quarterback. Yeah. Like kind of regardless of the, uh, of the scenario, you know, there's, there's two ways to trade quarterbacks 
you can either trade them straight up and and use a super flex theorem and get that huge upgrade, get that monster return, yeah. or you can package them, you know, downgrade at quarterback and, and upgrade at the other Mahomes. position. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> that's crazy. So yeah, so I mean, you know, regardless of how you do it, though, like it still has to make sense for both sides. And for most teams, if you only have two or three quarterbacks, it doesn't make sense for you to trade away a quarterback. Yeah, especially without getting one back. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and sometimes that starts to not make sense to the other side of the deal either. But yeah, you, you almost need one back in Superflex sometimes, if, especially if you're the two to three quarterback situation. That's all you've got. Like, you almost need one back, even if it's somebody you like maybe. I don't know. I'll say him again because he might not be starting right away. But somebody like Herbert or somebody you think it will have a gig at some point, you kind of need something like that back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and, and I talked a little bit about this on the super show uh, yesterday, but it, you know, part of it is to like, part of what we have to do is get it out of our mind. The idea that Jarrett Stidham is a quarterback, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> or Jordan love even honestly. Right. I mean, He's probably going to take over as a starter at some point, maybe even next year. Yeah. But, you know, for our purposes, he doesn't count as a quarterback. Yeah. Because he doesn't, I, I mean, you can't actually start him, and people need quarterbacks that they can actually no, start. And I, I absolutely agree with that, too. Like, if I'm going through a particular team and I'm counting my quarterbacks, I don't even count Stidham mm -hmm. or like, I don't count. Jacob Eason like even some of this I don't count Nick Mullins like any of yeah. the even the stashes that I mentioned that I kind of try to grab here and there and put in my teams like when I'm going through and counting my quarterbacks they don't get counted yeah it's, it's, it's like those starters yeah I mean at this moment Jameis Winston doesn't even count nope Taysom Hill does which is Marcus Mariota <laughs> like I don't count yeah. him yeah, even though, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think he's going to take over that job at some point. I'm but since curious, we... you know, I, I did draft him in this last startup. He's one of my quarterbacks I got later. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I still don't count him. Yeah, because it, it's not a slam dunk, and even if he does, we have no idea when. So, yeah, he doesn't He doesn't count. They don't count until they're starters. Yep. Justin Herbert, and I, you know, I, I think he counts as half of one because he is going to start at some point probably this year and then take over long term so. yeah I, I count herbert to be honest with you like i i personally yeah. do like i think if you count Tua, you count herbert yeah and, and a lot of that's just the nfl draft capital capital and <laughs> and uh i might not say um or like but i will make up some damn words <laughs> and uh but I, I don't know i have to count him because of what i think he will be even if it's 2021 um, I, I don't want him as my third quarterback, to be honest with you. I, I want right. him as my fourth or fifth. Yeah. But yeah. So this other team, um, we'll do at least one more team here. This other team I put in, I don't know if you've got a chance to look at it yet, but it does have yeah. one quarterback and then it has Stidham. That's it. It has the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes and Jared Stidham. And that's it. So they're in a much better situation, but still only one quarterback. Yeah. Um, they have that wide receiver depth that you just mentioned so much that you hate. I don't know what their plan is with this. Like, um, I hate this one even worse, by the way, because it's got both Devonte Adams and Alan Lazard. You've got both of the starting wide receivers in Green Bay. You've got both 
Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Couple guys Sanders. From Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Cooks and and yeah, Coulter. But it's like, I mean, when are you ever going to start both Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders in the same lineup? Yeah. Because, you know, it it's just it it's just a fact. Like there's there's just no way for both of them to score at the same time. Yeah. And I mean they continued the depth with players like Curtis Samuel, Joe Reed, uh Cooper Cup, Callan Johnson, KJ Hill, Julian Edelman, Devin Duvernay, Gabriel yeah. Davis. And and then you mentioned yeah. all those other ones at the beginning, but they, they just continued on with the depth at wide receiver and only have Patrick Mahomes. Like, man, I, I, I can't get the wide receivers out of my head now, but the question I originally <laughs> wanted to ask you is, do you trade Patrick Mahomes in this situation, even with that 15 years you talked about, and yeah. like try to get a, a quarterback and a pick, or like do you split the – stocks on Mahomes or do you try to trade some of these wide receivers like I want a second wide or quarterback on this team yeah even with Mahomes yeah for sure I yeah absolutely yeah you Mahomes is a little wasted on this roster right at the moment I mean I think that you can you you still have options you know yep I think that you can still because there's some decent running backs here um most of them aren't great but you know there's I for one thing, there's definitely some value with Aaron Jones that yep. I think you've got a pretty small window to Move capitalize him. on. Yeah, so I think that's where I would start. Aaron Jones trying. Uh, Aaron Jones is also uh, it, it's it's suboptimal to have Devonte Adams, Alan Lazard, and Aaron Jones all on the same roster because I mean, even yeah. Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones, I don't, I wouldn't want to start both of those right. guys at the same time, but. Yep. Yeah, I'd start with Aaron Jones. I'd try and turn him into a quarterback. Maybe put Julian Edelman with Aaron Jones or one of those other so many wide receivers on this team. Yeah. What I'd really like to do, you know, certainly cut down the wide receiver depth and and make it make more sense. Um, get those those wide receiver pairs off of off of this roster. Um, you know, at least half of it. But yeah, the what I'd really like to do is first. And this team has no tight end now that I'm looking at it either. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and it looks like the starter is Sternberger. Yeah, <laughs> so yep. Now we're so now we're stacking the running back, both wide receivers, and the tight end. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, that's that's really. It's it's very suboptimal just because you know if 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 Sternberger does score a touchdown and you get those points, that's great. But that means that now Devonte Adams is not going to score that touchdown. Alan Lazard's not going to score that touchdown. Aaron Jones is not going to score that touchdown. So where where sometimes I like stacking the quarterback with his pass catchers, I refuse to stack. You know more than like two pass catchers and I will never ever put the running back. I won't say never because I did it last year with Baltimore, but that's a different thing, but I'll put, I'm not going to put pass catchers and running backs from the same offense in the lineup together. Um, But what, what I would like to do with this would be to, yeah, trade away some of those wide receivers, um, go ahead and, and cash in some of the running backs, even Jonathan Taylor, Go ahead and, and move some of these guys, get a couple more quarterbacks on roster, and then 
the the running backs that you had to trade away, you can get them back using Pat Mahomes. So I don't want to use Pat Mahomes to rebuild the okay. the quarterback depth. I want to I want to wait and use him to to build back up the running backs. Mm. Um, but I ultimately, yeah, I'm trading him. Okay. So it, oh, let's move Patrick Mahomes for hypothetical sake, and yeah. I'm starting out by you're going to get Drew Locke in a 2021 first. What kind of player do I need to add to those two pieces to get this deal done? Um, I think you need another another starter mm-hmm. at it, 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 one of the other positions. Um, prob- tight end probably doesn't count unless it's Kittle. Um, Will you do it for Kelsey? I'll give you Drew Locke a 2021 first and Kelsey. I don't think... I don't think I could do it. I think it's a, it's just a, it well, is there a tight end premium on this thing? Um, in reality, yes. And, okay. and for, for this conversation, yeah. Yeah. Just one five, I assume. Um, yep. yep. Okay. You got it. Yeah. I don't think it's quite strong enough of a, of a premium. It would have to be like trade addict scoring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it was, you know, man, this is a team that would be so fun to try to like you said keep Mahomes like yeah uh, yeah I think yeah I think so what if you get Deshaun Watson and a 2021 first oh man I think I would do it um I don't love it I I think the big hang-up for me is a draft pick in both of those scenarios I would much rather get something with a little bit more current value so I can keep keep building instead of waiting until next year to cash in on that value. Okay. So I'll give you Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson and Kenny Galladay. Yeah, I would do that. And then, uh, then it gives you some more wide receiver depth to keep kind of turning (laughs) over some moves. I mean, cause that's what we're ultimately going to have to do with this team. Yeah. And kind of all of these teams, man. Yeah. Some of these wide receivers, you got to just drop. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really try and trade them away, package multiple of them, and you know, try and get, try and build up the running back depth. Try and add at least two more quarterbacks, and then from there you can start tearing down from Pat Mahomes and rebuilding the running back group. But yeah, this is and this is a pretty common mistake because people think in terms of dynasty that you know wide receivers last a long time. You know, they're they're pretty stable. They don't really lose their jobs. Like even if they lose some target share, they still they're still out on the field. Corey mm-hmm. Davis is still fantasy relevant sure, after all this sure. time. <laughs> you know, but um in all that's true, but that's not you know, that that's actually the reason not to load up on wide receiver depth. Well, I mean, especially when you get and this particular team, like some of those elder guys like Julian Edelman and Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Man. Can die on your bench. Yeah. Like those guys are never going to start for you. They're just going to die on your bench. Yeah. I, I'm guessing there were some opportunities here where this team could have had at least one more quarterback. And even that, like, man, I don't want to leave a startup with less than four, to be honest with you. And some people think that's crazy. Um, all of my teams aren't always like that because I'll trade out of it down to three sometimes. But man, I don't want to leave a startup without four starters. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. Uh, and yeah, four is my minimum and uh, the minimum for QBX, which actually ends up being 
my true minimum is five. Yeah. I would feel comfortable with four. I just wouldn't feel like I can trade. Yeah. I, like I, I, can, I mostly agree with that. I know I've traded down to three in a couple of leagues though, but I usually end up going kind of regretting it. Yeah. It would make me, it would give me a facial tick if I was down <laughs> to three. <laughs> I would not be able to sleep at night with three. Because again, like if one of them gets hurt, now you're down to two. And then on bye weeks, you're starting a different position at Superflex other than quarterback. And it's hard to win without a quarterback at Superflex. Yeah. And I mean, another problem, I mean, we're talking about this today, but these teams were built this way. So it's also like you run into the challenge of convincing these people that in our eyes, they messed up and they have a need that is needs. Something needs to be done here. And I I haven't gotten any offers from these teams. I don't know if they're trying to fix what we are calling a problem or if they're just completely good with it. Yeah. They're trying to wait you out. And this is, this is something that I've actually been uh, dealing with quite a bit lately. Like a lot of people who buy into the QBX strategy and they're like, Oh, I mean, that sounds awesome. I get five quarterbacks and then I get to trade one, you know, one of my five for Christian McCaffrey. Like that sounds amazing. And the problem is it like, it doesn't, it's not like a snap of the fingers, right. you know, yep. like, especially when somebody sees you going QBX, they're they, mad at you. Yeah. They get and they get defiant and they're just like, I'm not going to trade with you. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not going to bully me into trading for one of your quarterbacks at a ridiculous price. Yeah. And it's like, I, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get that. You're, we're, we're human beings here. <laughs> we're not, yeah. you know, we're not going to let people just steamroll us like that in any, you know, in any part of our lives. But um, so, you know, we're, we're not trying to bully people into it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, quite honestly, like if I join a league with you and until I change it, I believe my name will show up as Shane Swager. His will show up <laughs> as John Hogue. If we're in a league with you, don't underestimate the fact, like don't look at my team and be like, oh, he's got three or four <laughs> quarterbacks. He's not going to take another one. Cause, cause I will. Yeah. And, and that's I'll take seven. Yeah. That's where like the mistake also comes in is by projecting what I'm going to do next because of what you believe my needs are. And now I'm still going to take another quarterback because that's what I believe the best available player is, the best value, the best ADP right there for me. Most times I'm taking another starting quarterback unless, I mean, depending on how it all falls, you know, like obviously we need to get our wide receivers and running backs somewhere, but don't underestimate the fact that John Solo is going to come in and (laughs) take another freaking quarterback. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the thing is, I... You know, and, and this is this is part of what it, what escapes people too. And I I always hear you know those those points are wasted on your bench. All those quarterbacks are wasted on your bench. You can only start two of them. And it's like I I have absolutely no problem having five quarterbacks on my bench with one at quarterback and one at superflex. Yeah, tell me it's wasted when you see the smile on my face when I'm looking at my roster. Yeah. Because I'm going to be able to, I'm, you know, we talked about streaming quarterbacks in one QB. You can't do that in Superflex the same way, but you can do it within your own roster. Mm -hmm. If I have five quarterbacks, I get to play matchups every week. Yeah. And there's an act, there's actual value in that. Yeah. Like if you, you want to play matchups with these wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Like with, with, with all this quarterback or with all this wide receiver depth, you, you know, in theory, you can play matchups. 
you, you know, can you play get, guys out of their bye week. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and you know, with these wide receivers, you're you're like, okay, well, this guy's had, you know, he has a really bad matchup this week. I'll put him on the bench and put in, you know, this other guy. And you know, I'll, I'll bench Brandon Cooks for Curtis Samuel this week because Curtis Samuel has a better matchup. What's the upside? It's like four points, five points. I mean, Brandon Cooks is still going to get you like eight fantasy points. Now Curtis Samuel got an extra touchdown and gets you, you know, 13 fantasy points yeah. as opposed to, to eight. Like that, I mean, it was, that's that's the opportunity. Like that's the, uh, that's what you gained. That's your return on investment for drafting Curtis Samuel and giving yourself the ability to play matchups is five points one week. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas, whereas if I have, you know, a quarterback in a bad matchup and I get to bench him for a quarterback, you know, I've got the quarterback going up against Chicago and I get to bench him for the quarterback going up against Arizona this week. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking a difference of like 20 points. We're talking a difference of two starters. Yeah. I just gave myself two extra starters. Yeah. And I mean, every season there's that team or two that their defense is just so good that even the best yep. quarterbacks have bad games against. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's going to be a few of them. Yeah. And, so. and I mean, then like you said, like versus this wasted wide receiver depth where, I mean, sure, you can still play matchups. You can do all of that. Don't get me wrong. But with wide receivers, like some of the studs are just studs and you're you're not going to pull Devonte Adams out of your lineup for even Brandon cooks. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. It's uh, that's, that's where that's the part that people kind of miss with QBX is, you know, they feel like, all right, as soon as the draft is over, all the offers are going to come flooding in and I need to start trading away all this quarterback depth. And I'm just like, first of all, the offers aren't going to come. They're still going to be pissed at you for what you just did for quote unquote ruining their league and, and taking all those quarterbacks and now no one has any. And, you know, second, we don't have to start lineups just yet. They don't right. know how bad off they are. Yep. Um, so, so those offers aren't going to come, uh, but that's okay. They will at some point. They might not even the, come until they hit their bye week or they get that injury yeah. and they're like, oh, I've been riding Mahomes and it's kind of worked out. I thought I could do it, but now I hit yeah. this bye week and Cam Newton's still starting. Yeah. And that's that's actually that's when it's actually going to happen, in fact. It's not going to happen in the first couple weeks of the NFL season even because their two quarterbacks are going to be just fine. Yeah. But, yeah, you hit bye weeks – and or when one of them gets injured, that's when people actually are put in a, a position of desperation and have to trade for a quarterback. And, you know, honestly, even then, you don't have to do it. That's not what QBX is about. It's not about waiting for somebody to give you that, you know, that godfather offer. It's about, you know, maximizing the value and maximizing the production because quarterbacks do both. So, even if you're, you know, even if somebody finally gets desperate and wants to trade for one of your quarterbacks and you've got seven of them, if it's not the right deal, if it's not the right offer, you're still better off with seven quarterbacks than forcing a trade. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, there's a lot of value, man, in being able to stream quarterbacks within your roster. Yeah. And, and I mean, even at that point, like you said, that team is coming to you now because they're in dire need of a quarterback, but Remember, 
even though this may have been something you wanted eventually to happen, you still control this market. Like you are on top. Like again, like John just said, don't do something you're not comfortable with just because it finally presented its first opportunity to you. Like you control that market, like scour that person's team, like look for what you want and know Mm -hmm. that you are in control. Don't ever make them think otherwise, no matter how much they shit on how you drafted. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And if you're going to take this strategy, you have to, you have to go into it with a mindset that you're doing it for the quarterback depth. You're doing it for the ability to stream quarterback within your roster and to make sure that you've got both quarterback and super flex covered every single week with good matchups. Yeah. uh, With quarterbacks in good Mm matchups, healthy quarterbacks in good matchups. Like that's, that's the actual goal. No, I I agree. I I think is it kind of what you're saying? Like, don't, don't necessarily draft to trade. Cause I like to trade a lot, but I don't draft to trade. Like I want to be happy with the way my team looks if I don't get a deal done as well. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm all for that. Man, John, you are a ton of fun. I enjoy (laughs) you a lot. You're a smart dude. I hope you are all following John and like taking this advice. And I mean, with that said, I I don't even care. I hope that you're taking my advice. I hope that you're not pushing back on like the the quarterback extreme might be too much for you. Like (laughs) I love what John's doing with this though, but nevertheless, like find a, a medium that's not looking like these couple horrible examples that we mentioned, because that's just, it's not a good look for you. It's not a good look for your league. Um, it, it's not even good for us to look at. <laughs> it's a very offensive. I, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah. It, it's tough, man, because without like having these people here with us, it's hard to get direction on like how to fix these teams. Like I can see some things that I would, I would be, uh, I would be sending trades almost every day with these particular teams. And I would be starting, like you said, with the running backs, the elder ones, and probably even eventually working my way as much as I hate to, to Jonathan Taylor and trying to work something out with him and put a damn quarterback on this team. Yeah. John, I don't yep. think we told them like all the shows you do. Um, we this was kind of like a mini Merck show because we did have a couple actual lineups, even though these people might not know we're talking about their teams. Totally. Um, but man, you can find John everywhere. I'm gonna have him do that in closing because I'll probably miss a beat somewhere. But thanks a ton <laughs> for coming on with me, John. This has been a lot of fun. No, uh, I always appreciate it, man. It's always fun to to get together with you, and maybe next time drink will be here too. But um, yeah, either way. It's oh, just, I'm sure uh, he'll be here. We'll pour one out for him today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, some Mountain Dew all over the floor now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn ants. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it's it's always fun to get together with you, dude, and uh, um, just uh, appreciate the time. Um, as Superflex dude on Twitter, host of the Superflex Super Show and host of the uh, FF Mercs flagship podcast. Uh, and Superflex Ranker at DLF, and uh, that's also where the articles live, the uh, Superflex Life Series. The protector of the Superflex galaxy. <laughs> that's right. Oh, and uh, and former host of MMA Fight Focus. Oh, that's right. Do go <laughs> listen to those. Hoping to get some listens on that. And Fantasy Football Academy. Yeah. And some other <laughs> comedy one we don't get to know the title to that he miraculously <laughs> forgot about. Yeah. That one still exists. That's why. It's still out there. 
I am at FL2Drink Minimum. This is the Super Flexible Podcast. You can podcast. You can find it at Super Flexible Pod. I think um, at Swagzilla Zero G was not able to make it today. I'm sure he will be back on <laughs> cheese and rice. There was only one um in that. That's pretty good. I didn't count any likes. <laughs> I say um so damn much. Uh, I used yeah, to try I'm... to edit them out too, but it oh, just got to be like, I, I mean, I could see what they look like. <laughs> yeah, and, they've got their own shape. <laughs> yeah, I could see like two drink safe words. You get to kind of like know them. And then it was just like, man, you know, it's just what it is. It, you know, some quick advice to podcasters, listen to yourself on your podcast every here and there. Um, you'll probably find things you don't like about yourself that you'll slowly change. Yeah. And actually fix it. Yep. But if you don't listen, you, you just won't hear them the same. <laughs>